Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 5th, 2020. It's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong and heading into the weekend strong and starting each day with the word of God. So I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 37 of the overall series. We've been studying the life of Joseph. The title of today's message is The Look, The License, and lasting power. We serve a God who will give you the look. We'll talk about that. The license and lasting power. You have been built to last. Let's deal with it. So our foundational scripture is James 1, 2 through 4. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you know what? You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it develops something inside of you. What is it? It develops in you the power to endure all things. And then as this patient endurance grows stronger and stronger, it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life until the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking and nothing broken. And that's where we want to get to. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there's a time and there's a season for everything right? And everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And finally, Genesis 41, we read 41 yesterday, Genesis 41 and 41. Today, I want to, I want to read Genesis 41 verses 41 through 46, and then we'll get into it. So Genesis 41 verses 41 through 46, this is what the Bible says. Pharaoh said to Joseph, look, look, I'm going to make you the prime minister, the governor of all of Egypt. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph his special signet ring. Is, is, the, is the royal seal that was on the ring. That's what makes it special. Pharaoh also gave Joseph a fine linen robe and put a gold chain around his neck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When I look at scripture, you know, everybody brings to scripture what, you know, what th their personality, right? So I, I just want to slide this in right here. And I know that this is kind of foolish, but whenever I read that verse, verse 42, that Pharaoh put a gold chain around his neck. I always think to myself, Pharaoh must have been Dominican. You know what I'm saying? Dominicans love gold chains. Anyway, let me stay focused, all right? Uh, here we go. Uh, verse 43. Then Pharaoh told Joseph, hey, look, I want you to ride in this chariot. It's the second chariot. You're like the number two man in all the land. So my chariot is number one. Your chariot is going to be number two. And I want to let everybody know that you are the governor of the land. And then Pharaoh said uh, to him, I am Pharaoh, the king over everyone in Egypt, but everyone else, like every other than me, everyone else in Egypt uh, can lift a hand, cannot lift a hand or move a foot unless you say it's okay. Now think about that for a minute. This is the king. He says, other than me, right? You can't tell me what to do, but other than me, everybody else in the whole nation no one can lift a hand or move a foot unless it's okay with you. I mean, by God. That, and then Pharaoh gave Joseph another name. He called him Zaphonath Paneah. He also gave him a wife named Asenath. She was the daughter of Potiphar, a priest in the city of On. So Joseph became the governor of the whole country of Egypt. And then verse 46 is what I wanted to get to. Joseph was 30 years old when this happened. He was 30 years old. So what does this mean to you today. I have three things to share with you on this Friday morning. We got all of this stuff out of the way now. We set the foundation. Three things. Now, this is where I want you to rid your mind of all distractions. Lean in. Three things. Number one, here we go. God will give you the look. God will give you the look. That's number one. What this meant for Joseph. Listen, 
the Pharaoh gave Joseph some clothes, not just any clothes. I mean, fine clothes. I mean, like custom tailored clothes. He knew, Joseph already knew the importance of looking externally, like what you feel like internally, which is why when the when they came and said, hey, the king wants to see you, he was like, and they was like, hurry up, hurry up. And he was like, no, I ain't leaving right now. I need to clean up. I need to shave. I need to change my clothes. I don't need to look like what I've been through. So God will give you the look. Jo- Joseph understood that if you have a poor external appearance, it often stifles your ability to have influence with others. Why? Because as soon as people, people will size you up, like, right? We're not dealing with spiritual people. People will size you up. And if they look at you and you don't look like nothing, then, then they won't, they will tune you out and they will, they will turn you off even before they engage with you. This is why it is important for your video to match your audio. God will give you a word. God will give you a word. But if you don't, if you look like there's a scripture that says, if, uh, if a pauper has the solution for a city, nobody will listen to him, right? If you are a pauper, but you have a royal message, it doesn't matter because no one is going to take the time to hear it. Your appearance is important and the appearance was important for Joseph, but Joseph got to the point where the appearance would no longer be an issue for him. He had access to the finest tailors in the land. He was able to walk in the reality of his position. That's what it meant for Joseph. What did it mean for the people? For the people, it meant that no longer, when, when Joseph walked into a room, he would look like it. At least he looked the part so that they would give him the license, so they would open up their heart to hear what he had to say. Now, even if they didn't even if they didn't want to listen to him, I'm going to deal with the fact that he had the authority to do it later, right? But the point is that you got to look the part. What does this mean to you uh, right now? Okay, you're like, well, Rick, what is, I mean, what are you talking about? You're talking about clothes? You're talking about, okay, let me, let me, let me explain. In 1 Samuel 16, the Bible says that God does not look at the external appearance. God looks at the heart. And some of you are saying, right, Rick, that's my point. The external don't matter. No, stop, stop. The external does matter. You know why? Because God looks at the heart. God doesn't look at the outside. But you ain't dealing with God all the time. You're trying to reach humans. You're trying to reach the world. And so you're trying to deal with people that are going to look at the outside. You're trying to, trying to reach people that are not spiritual. And a lot of these people are very shallow. <laughs> let's just be, let's call a spade a spade. So you're trying to reach people. You're trying to reach the lost. And those people that you're trying to reach, Before they want to talk to you about your God, they want to see what you look like. Before they talk to you about your God, they want to see how this God is working for you. They do pay attention to where you live. They do pay attention to what you drive. They do pay attention to what you dress like. And so these are, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that this is the reality of this world. You're trying to reach people. And so these are not spiritual people. Don't get it twisted. Oh, don't be so holy. These people are not born again. So they do want to, they are looking at the external appearance. So you do need need to look the part. And so with all that said, I want you, as I close out this point, three things. Number one, always look the part in your physical appearance and your comportment, right? So your behavior matters too. So always look the part in your physical behavior and in your comportment, right? Number two, allow God to use the external image that you portray to draw people to him, right? And then number three, once people are drawn to you, once you once you are there and you got them in that moment, This is when now you have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. This is when you have now an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to minister to them. But people are not going to come to you if you don't look like you have the answer. So you at least need to look the part and look like you have the answer that they're looking for. You got it? All right. Number two, 
God will give you the license. He will give you the look and God will also give you the license. Now, God will give you the authority to do what he's called you to do. So be on the look, right? Pharaoh gave him the look. He gave him the robe. He gave him the gold chain. But beyond that, he gave him the license. He gave him a signet ring. This was the official signet ring used by the Pharaoh to sign documents, to sanction business transactions. So possessing this ring means, meant for Joseph, that he had the legal authority to operate in the space of the king. Let me say that again. He had the legal authority to operate as the proxy of the king. When Joseph spoke and he used that ring and sealed the deal, it was just like Pharaoh did it. In one fell swoop, Pharaoh gave him the look and the license. And so what I'm saying to you is God will give you both. God will give you the look and he will also give you the license. He will also give you the supernatural authority to do what he has called you to do. And then let me make this now, oh, this next point is real good. So, so we serve a God, Psalms 110 and 1 says that we serve a God who can make your enemies your footstool. So when God, when God moved on Pharaoh and Pharaoh gave Joseph the signet ring, it meant that, listen, even if people found out that, hey, that dude used to be a prisoner, hey, that dude used to be a slave, it didn't matter because they still had to do what he said, right? And this also meant, I love this point when the Holy Spirit pointed it out, this also meant that even Potiphar, Potiphar, who used to be his master, was now his servant. We serve a God who will make your enemies your footstool. Potiphar, who used to be his master, was now his servant. He could tell Potiphar what to do. See, this is the type of God that we serve. He will give you the look. He will give you the license. He will give you the authority. First Peter 2 and 9 says that you are a royal priesthood, that you are a holy nation. You should look like who you are. You should take pride in your appearance, but you should also realize that on the inside, you're even more important. You are spiritual royalty. Allow your external appearance to match your internal condition. Let me say that again. You should allow your external appearance to match your internal condition. Never allow or don't allow your influence to be hindered because you look like a pauper when you're really a king. So my last thing here on this point is that God has given you the legal right. You, got, you can look the part, but then you also have authority. God, God has given you both power and authority. You have the power, you have the authority. You have the power in the Holy Spirit. You have the authority in the name of Jesus. And God has given you both power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by in any means harm you. Got it? And then number three, because this whole series is about faith and patience. So let me just slide this in as we close. Number three, God has already given you the lasting power. Now, I'm not saying he's going to give it to you. You already have it. I'll drive home that point as we close. Joseph was 30 years old when this happened. 30 years old. Now, this is significant because when he got the dream, he was only 17. So in chapter 37, when he got the dream, he was 17 years old. In chapter 41, he's now the prime minister of Egypt and he's 30 years old. So 13 years have passed. But the dream, the real dream hasn't happened yet because the dream is going to happen when he's, he's actually lording over his brothers and he's even over his father. That's not going to happen for another nine years, right? I'll, I'll get to that in this series. So it is going to take over 20 years for the dream to come to pass. And the, my point here is that Joseph had lasting power. Now, once he became the prime minister of Egypt, his life was good. 
But even in those 13 years where his life was not that good, when his when he went through lots of challenges, he was built to last. And my point to you is that you are built to last as well. This reminds me of something John Maxwell said in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. The third law that he puts out in that book is that is the law of process. He said the law of process uh, means that leadership is developed daily, but is not developed in a day. And it, what he's saying is that this leadership is developed over the long haul. Success in life requires a lifetime of perseverance and dedication. If you want to become, watch this, this is what Maxwell said. If you want to see how someone becomes a champion, all you have to do is look at their daily routine. What you consistently do is what you will eventually become. And that's what this series is about. It's about faith and patience. It's not going to happen overnight. It's easy to read chapters 37 to 41. You could read that in 30 minutes, but you don't realize that that took 13 years. So listen, there are some things that are going to happen in your life, but it's not going to happen overnight. So like Joseph, you should develop a strong work ethic. Like Joseph, you should develop perseverance and patience along the way. Like Joseph, you should never give up on your dream. There is a space between the promise and the performance, and you have to hold on in that space. There's a space between the promise and the performance, and in that space, the devil will stir up problems. There's a space between your confession and the completion, and in that space, the devil will stir up confusion but you have to hold on. And guess what? You have the grace to do it. You are built to last. You have lasting power. It's not that God is going to give it to you. God already gave it to you. The grace of God is already on you. He will never call you to do something he has not already equipped you to do. His instruction is already is always equal to his injection. It's already on you. You already have the grace for it. It's not that, uh-uh, won't he do it? You know, uh, uh, won't he do it like God is going to do it? No, he's already done it. God has already given you the grace. You are, God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And you look at me, you are built to last. You can do this thing. I know it's taken a long time. Listen, I got some stuff in my life that I want to happen and it's taking way longer than I want, but I am built to last and you are built to last and Joseph was built to last and Joseph held on until his, until his change came, until his breakthrough came. And I'm saying that you will be able to do it as well. I'm preaching to myself. I'm going to be able to do it as well. You are built to last. God will give you the look and he will give you the license and he has already given you the lasting power. So you have the power to do it. The grace of God is on you to do it. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you have provided me great and precious promises. I have the faith to believe and receive every promise from you. I will remain in faith until your promises become my reality. I declare that I will add work to my faith. I remain consistent, diligent, and faithful in the space between the promise and the performance. I know I am being developed daily, but I also know that my development would not be complete in a day. So over time, I am becoming the person I was born to be. And when that time comes, <laughs> you will give me the look and the license. And I know I will get there because you have already given me lasting power. I am built to last and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and 
prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button. You're going to get the messages, put your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I'm releasing you into this weekend and I'm reminding you that you are built to last, that you can do this. God's grace is on you to succeed. God will cause you to experience increase, favor, acceleration, advancement, even in the middle of a famine. God will raise you up and then you will draw people. And then when the people are drawn to you because of the external stuff, then you can tell them about the true riches. You can tell them about Jesus. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat. If you're watching on YouTube Live, subscribe to the channel and also hit the like button. Uh, Listen, I love you and God loves you more. Do me a favor, share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends and go into this weekend knowing that you are built to last. You are built for such a time as this. God bless you.